Thank you for joining in for this City Lights Church podcast. We're a new church in the north of Brisbane, and you can find out more about us at www.citylights.community. We hope that this podcast encourages you in your journey of following Jesus. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace that he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. You can take your seats. I've been a pastor for uh, many, many years, uh, in full-time ministry for 10 years, and I've been a pastor for longer than that uh, while working in corporate. And... In my experience, there are three great challenges and three questions that most of us have or we have some kind of version of these questions. And the first question is this. The first question is, where do I fit in? Where do I fit in? Now, I bet if you have been somewhere new or started something new or even have come to this church, uh, we're pretty much all new here, right? At some stage, we would have been thinking about this question, where do I fit in? Or when we walk through the door, we'll be thinking, will I fit in? And usually that involves some kind of kind of assessment or comparison. We walk in subconsciously, whether we're aware of it or not. We look at the people around. We look at what they're wearing. We look at how they're dressed and we kind of assess their ages and our age, and we kind of, who does this? Who recognizes we do this subconsciously? And in our mind, we're thinking, where do I fit in? Now, my experience is most normally, most common, people don't necessarily feel that they fit in. Growing up, for me, I've had some different experiences in life, I grew up, uh, part of my childhood was in Thailand from age uh, uh, 9 to 15. And in that time, I didn't feel like I fit in, right? I don't look Thai. I'm pretty tall. And uh, I, uh, I've got different experiences, not just there, but when I came back as well. And for those of you who have grown up in a different country or had some different life experiences, you might feel that you don't quite fit in. And this is the most normal and most common thing. And when people say, I'm not sure if I fit in, I go, yes, I agree with the question. The second great question is, where do I fit God in? And I think this is whether or not we are conscious or or this is a subconscious question or thought. Most of us here have more work, more things to do than we have time. Can I get an amen? Most of us, not all of us, but most of us have got a lot on. Most of us have got demands and pressure, whether they be work 
or things around the home or things in the yard or financial pressures or family pressures of different kinds of different stages. And so when we talk about life with Jesus and following Jesus, we're like, okay, I I understand the need in some kind of way, but I'm not really sure how I can fit God in to my already busy life. Are we... You, you kind of sense that within you. How can I make this work? The other question is exactly that. When it comes to life with Jesus and following Jesus, the question is, how can I make it work? How does it work? And we usually think that life with Jesus works in the same way that most other things work. And let me give you an example. In most things in life, you have to work at them and you have to kind of begin to, you know, you start small and you begin to like in most careers and you study and then eventually you, uh, you know, you earn the right to do something or you are qualified to do something and that's pretty much how it works and for a lot of things it should be, it should be like this. So what if you went to a doctor and he said, look, I, I just liked the title doctor. I've not done any study. Okay, but I look amazing in white and I think that this is really good. So any kind of skilled or medical profession, we, we, you know, you want to train, you want to equip for that. But what is challenging is that we take that mindset when it comes to following Jesus and life with Jesus. Okay, and so what often happens is how does we, we ask this question, how does this work? And then how can I make it work? And here's what usually the product is. We usually don't know where we are with God. Because if we take a mindset where I've got to make this work, then, and this is relationship with God, then I've got this situation where I'm kind of trying to work it out. I'm trying to earn my way up to relationship with God because God is not like me. God is holy. God has requirements and he's got other ways of working and doing things. And so in life, we are constantly thinking, okay, well, I've had a good day with Jesus and maybe I've started off strong. Maybe I've read the Bible. Uh, Maybe things are going well for me, but then, you know, I slip up and I go back down. And so constantly we're like, you know, when you're in situations with patchy service or, you know, you've got no service on your phone and then like one bar and then like two bars and then Four bars and you're 4G and for those that are privileged enough, maybe 5G and you're just like lightning fast. And so this is our challenge. We're constantly going up and down and up and down. Good days with Jesus, bad days with Jesus. I slip up. I don't know where I am. I don't know what he thinks about me and so on and so forth. Now, the issue with that is it's very tiring And so Gwendy said this is like, maybe like you're getting a medal. So this is gold medal. And so maybe we can't work out if we're getting gold medal or silver medal or the highlight reel for pulling a hammy and falling over. (laughs) This is the same mindset that we would take to life with Jesus. But God has something different in mind for us. And these questions are important, but what I'm going to talk about today is how the Apostle Paul, he transcends these questions. He addresses them, but not in a direct way. 
by proposing something that is radically different. And so that's what we're going to talk about as we start this series. Because Christianity and life with Jesus was never intended to answer these questions in a direct way. These questions are answered, but in a different way. And so uh, let's read from Ephesians chapter 2. We're going to be focusing on Ephesians 1, but to set it up, we're going to read Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. And it says, For he raised us from the dead with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. Now this is a massive concept. And if you want to understand what it means to follow Jesus and to have life with Jesus, this is one of the fundamental things. So here's what it says. If this is the elevated place right here, this is what it means to be with Christ. This is a heavenly perspective. This is an elevated perspective, okay? So I'm tall, plus I've got this um, mini stage. It was all our budget could afford right now. <laughs> and I'm, I've got a different perspective. Now, the issue is that most often we are earning and we're not sure because it's like managing a bank account where we've got outflows and inflows. And who knows, sometimes you get that season in life where you're just trying to keep your head above water. You're trying to get more money come in than you spend. And this is how we approach our Christian life. But this says God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. And salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done. So none of us can boast about it. So I don't stand before you as someone who is a better Christian or a better person. I am someone who is pursuing and living out of what God has given me. But I'm not better than you. And in fact, if we want to understand our identity in Christ, here's where we need to start. I am seated with Christ in heavenly places. Do you know going up and down there, that was tiring. Okay, I've got a Gatorade on standby if I need it. That was tiring. But here's what the Bible says. Not only am I elevated, but I am seated. Do you know what it means to be when you're seated? When you're seated, it's a place of rest and it's a place of authority. And so I have this security in my life. And here's what else. This is big. You're going to want to listen to this. When I'm seated with Christ, I am at home in heaven. Let me say that again. I am at home. So what the Apostle Paul is saying is that even though we are in this world right now, there is a perspective that we need to take from our everyday that says, I am at home in heaven. I have a spiritual, my spiritual status is based on the finished work of Jesus Christ and I am at home in heaven. So the work is done. I have a permanent place and I have a temporary place here on earth, but my permanent place, my perspective is that I am 
at home with Jesus. Now, this is opposed to our system where for most of us, we go out, we earn a wage, and then in career, we start at the bottom and then work our way up, and then we will get somewhere. And this is not how it works with Jesus. And we're going to explain what it means. Now, there's two words, and they're on the screen. Belonging and becoming. And this is incredibly significant, but what is significant is the order, is that our belonging in Christ starts, we belong before we become. Now, most other things in life, it's the opposite. We become before we belong. I gave the example of a teacher or a doctor. So a doctor or a nurse or a medical professional would study and they would equip themselves and then they would belong to an association or belong to a workplace. I think that's a good thing. But with Christ, we belong first and then out of, our, out of that, we become. Really important. I'm going to say it again. You need to understand that in Christ, you belong first and then you become. And here's what happened is Jesus flips the flow. The world tells you you've got to become before you belong. And Jesus says you've got to belong before you become. Here's my question to you. Have you currently got a mindset that says, I need to earn my status or my place in heaven? Is that your mindset? And this is what we're going to explore. Because being in Christ, it forms our identity. So our belonging determines our becoming, our identity determines our impact, and whose you are determines who you are. Whose you are determines who you are. And so uh, a lot of the time we talk about the work of Christ within us through the power of the Spirit, but today I want to talk about what it means to be in Christ. Think about this. You take a cup of water and you drop it into the ocean. That's what it means for us to be in Christ. In Christ, we are saturated. We are completely filled to overflowing with this amazing life and power in Jesus. And so today we're going to look at Ephesians chapter 1. In this first part, there are seven key verbs Seven uh, words which are action words, an action, a state or occurrence about what it means to be in Christ. Now, my hope today is not that just that you hear the word, but you have something within you who wants to do something about it. There is something within you that says, I don't want to just have this seed and learn about it, but I want to plant it. I want to begin to declare it. I want to take it forward. I want it to be cut to invest. I want to declare, I want to decree what God has put in my life and what I have access to. And let's look at this first declaration. So I've got a, a couple of declarations here based on this. And the first one is this. And I encourage you that these are things that you could declare and say over your life. The first is this. In Christ, I am blessed to be a blessing. This would be a great way to start your day. 
This would be a great way to think differently about your world. This is it. In Christ, I am blessed to be a blessing. And if you want to understand how to navigate the world as a Jesus follower, this is where you would start. Now, this verse, Ephesians 1, chapter chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. There's a lot of blessing going on, isn't there? It says God is blessed and he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing. So the implication is that that same blessing that overflows from God will begin to overflow from us. And we need to learn to live from an overflow of blessing, from abundance. I don't know if you've had the opportunity to, um, for someone to take you out to dinner or you to take someone out to dinner and they say, hey, order whatever you want. Has that, has that happened to you? Hopefully that's happened to you in your life. There's no rules. Order whatever you want. So if, if that was me and somebody took me out, uh, I've got a, a favourite little restaurant at Chermside called Little Singapore and they said, to Andrew, order whatever you want. And, you know, like you would say, oh, well, could I have like the little like Peking duck pancakes? You know, like the little, you ever had the roasted duck with the little rolls and you put the, the sauce on them? And they're like, yeah, yeah, you can have those. What about the, the wonton shepherd's purse with the like the chili and the sourness? And they're like, yeah, yeah, you could, you could have that. What, 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 what about the pot sticker dumplings? Could, you have, could I have those? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you can have those. What about laksa, chicken laksa? Yeah, you can have that. And then you kind of are realising that that's probably more than you can handle, but it's a lot of amazing stuff. There's no limits, right? It only doesn't make sense if there's limits or if I would be too greedy or if there would be lack. But in this scenario, there's blessing, an overflow of spiritual blessing. My question to you is, are you living from a place of abundance? Are you living understanding that God has grace to you every spiritual blessing because that's who he is? That when I'm seated with Christ, when I'm at home at heaven, I have access to every resource in heaven. Do you think like that? Do you talk like that? Are your decisions made on lack or on the fact that you're, there is so much blessing more than you can even handle, more than you could imagine? This is what it means to be in Christ, to know who you are. And there is an accumulation and an avalanche of blessings that God wants to overflow to you. So the first one is this, in Christ, I'm blessed to be a blessing. That's a great confession. The second is this, and this one is amazing, and it says, in Christ, I am chosen to be holy. I'm chosen to be holy. And here's what he says, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy without fault 
in his eyes. I don't know if you, anyone here played sport at school or at lunchtime, anything kind of to do with a lunchtime activity that was based on teams and a skill or ability, right? And so usually what would happen, at least in the way that I remember it, there'd be two captains and the captains would choose and they would go back and forth and depending usually on who was the best at soccer or handball or footy or tag or whatever it was, and then somebody usually would be left at the end and maybe that was you. And you remember the feeling and sometimes some of the conversation goes, I'll have him, I'll have her. You know, yes, they're on my team, he's a really good or she's really good at and then it comes to you and you're like, okay, (laughs) there's no one else. And this is what it means to both be chosen or to be rejected. And I'll bet that each and every one of us has had some kind of feeling of rejection. When you're rejected, it's an assessment of worth. It's an assessment, obviously, of use. And so times when there's these teams being picked, we would say, oh, man, I I don't think they valued me or saw what I could do or maybe I couldn't do what was asked of or what was in that team. Now, here's the thing. God is choosing team holy and he wants you to be on it. In fact, he says, I've chosen you to what? To be holy. If I was going to choose a team of people to be holy in the way that God is holy, I wouldn't choose myself. Would you? Would you choose yourself? You know yourself pretty well. You know your thoughts. You know your actions. Thank you, Janine. I would choose you. Probably you and probably maybe only one other person here. I'm joking, but thank you, Janine. God has chosen you to be holy. Have you ever thought about that? And he's not picking this and then he gets to the end of Team Holy and he's like, oh, you'll do, like we have to take everybody. (laughs) We have to give everybody a trophy. It's like under eight soccer. God chose you to be holy. Now let me, you're going to want to lean in, you're going to want to listen to this because this is really important to help you understand. If God says... He wants us to be at home in heaven. The concept of us being holy is to prepare us to be at home in heaven. Do you see the connection there? Sometimes we think holiness is about a bunch of rules and about a bunch of restrictions on myself, on my identity, on what I really want. But God says, my desire My plan, the perspective that I want, is for you to be at home in heaven and holiness will make you at home in heaven because God is holy. And to be seated with God is an amazing thing. And I want to encourage you. I also want to stir you a little bit. 
that you are chosen to be holy. And there's a turning point in our life when we understand, it's not the other way around, it's not becoming holy means that we belong, but it's starting from that place of blessing. It says you belong and you are chosen to be holy. And this is what it means. We come to a turning point in our life where we reject sin and destructive patterns of living. This is part of what it means. And here's what I want to say with a smile, because I love you, because I believe in the truth of Jesus and the word of God. When we sin deliberately, we have forgotten whose we are and who we are. We have forgotten that God's plan, which is a beautiful and an amazing plan, is for us to have a permanent place to be at home in heaven. And when you understand that our desire for holiness comes out of relationship, we are not working to relationship, but out of relationship and empowered by the Spirit of God, that's when it begins to change. You know what I find helpful when I'm doing things or thinking things that are out of line with God's plan for my life? I say to myself, remember who you are. Remember who you are. Remember who you belong to. I find that good. I was reading something from a, a commentator and I've adapted it today. And it is a bit challenging. I'll, I'll give you a warning. If you don't want to be challenged, just put your fingers in your ear or, or jump on Facebook for the next uh, 30 seconds. It says, if your life, from a commentator I've adapted, uh, R. Kent Hughes, a great preacher and uh, Bible commentator, says, if your life is characterized by a pattern of conscious sin, you have forgotten who you are and whose you are. If some of your most cherished thoughts are hatreds, if you are determined not to forgive, you have forgotten who you are and whose you are. If you are a committed materialist who finds that your greatest joys are self-indulgence, clothing your body with lavish outfits, having all your waking thoughts devoted to house, cars, clothing and comforts, you have forgotten who you are and whose you are. If you are a sensualist who is addicted to pornography, if your mind is a 24-hour brothel and you think that's okay, you have forgotten who you are and whose you are. Can I say that God's desire is for us to be holy, but he has chosen us to be holy. What does it mean to be chosen? Is that it is within reach of every person to be holy because of what Jesus Christ has done. Here's what I want to say. Does your heart desire to be holy? Do you want to burn with the brightness of God? Does your heart want to be captivated by the beauty of Christ? Do you want to start living with an elevated perspective? Do you want to head towards heaven as your home? Do you want to accept the truth that God's best for you for wholeness is relationship with him and that he invites you into this place where you are at home with him? Coming home in a place 
of holiness. And I believe even a simple step towards this, it might sound unusual, is recognizing that God is involved and wants to be involved in every aspect of your life. That's the place to start. You're waking, you're going to sleep, your jobs, your workplace. Sometimes we, we think that God's like, okay, I'm just going to do these big things. You know, I'm going to save my relationship with God for the spiritual stuff, like the salvation stuff, maybe the occasional miracle, maybe this time where I'm hurting really bad, but for most of life, I'm just going to grind it out by myself. And God says, I want you to be at home with me. I want you to walk with me day by day. Here's the last one. The second one was I'm chosen to become holy. The third one is this. In Christ, I am destined to become part of God's family. I'm destined to become part of God's family. And and it goes on to say, and it makes God happy. So let me tell you about one of the greatest joys in my life. When I wake up in the morning and when my kids come out of their room and I'm there and I'm awake and they come in to see me in some part of the house or occasionally if I'm still in bed and I see them, every time I love to welcome them with enthusiasm every morning. And I love to say, because it's true, I love to say, I'm so happy to see you. And I give them a really big hug. And that is just something that really brings joy to my life. And I know it brings joy to them. Have you ever thought that it makes God happy that you're in his family, that he's pleased? If it makes God happy that you're in his family, Would the converse be true when you are rejecting God, when you're putting yourself outside him? Would that would make him sad? It says it gives him great pleasure. He would be displeased, not in an angry way, but his heart yearns for relationship with us. It's motivated by love. That's who he is. And it's deep within God and deep within us, this desire to be part of family. Now, what's interesting is that this Greek word destined, decided in advance, sometimes predestined, is actually a common word. It's not a fancy word. It's a word that you could find in airports. And it would say, as you go over the, the, date, the gate, it would say, if you're in Greece and you're going to Rome, it would say, Destination Rome. So it's not just a a word that is uh, just exclusively used for Christian things around the concept of predestination or what God has decided in advance. But it's this idea that God has put this banner over the gate that says destination family. I don't know how you grew up. I don't know what your relationship is with your earthly parents, your earthly father. I don't know what you think or feel about the idea of family. But part of God's plan is that we are heading towards family. That's why for us as a church, 
We are building this church on the basis of relationship, relationship with others, relationship with God, because that's what it means to be in family. I'm going to invite uh, Naomi back to the, the keyboard. I believe that when we start to put aside these ideas that we have to fit in, that we have to work our salvation out ourselves. And when we start at the top, but not from a place of busyness, from a place of rest, from a place of security, and when we say, God, I want to be at home with you. I don't. When we talk about holiness in this church, we're not talking about religion or rules. We're talking about the transformation that happens when we get close to God, to the presence of God. And the rest that says, holiness is saying, I'm going to exchange my way of living for your way. And God's got a really good way of living. He's got an excellent track record. In fact, 100%. And I wonder... Some of our struggles to fit in, some of our struggles to walk the treadmill or climb the steps up and down. I wonder if that's something that we could deal with and something that we could exchange for a deep sense of abiding security in the family of God, seated with Christ on heavenly places, that we could say, my identity is found in Christ. It is not found in the things that I have. It is not found in the things that I do. And it is not found in the things that I want. But from a place of love and security in Christ Jesus, I'm at rest. I'm at home. Let's pray together. I mentioned this that I hope today that something inspires you, that this message would be catalytic. If I'm honest, just listening to this message won't change anything. But if you made a declaration, if you said to God, would you help me? I don't know how to do this. Could you help me live as heaven is my home? Could you help me live out of the blessings, the abundance? Could you help me to recognize who I am and whose I am? That you've caused me out of a deep security to reject things that are not of you, that damage me, that damage others, that cause inner conflict in my life. And for you to know that my destination is to be in the family of God. If that's you, if you want to take a hold of that, if you want to invest in that, if you want to say that's what you've described and that's my future, why don't you pray your own prayer out loud and just a whisper and just say, God, I'm in. God, I'm in to see heaven as my home. God, I'm in to exchange my way of living, my way of being with yours.
Holy Spirit, we just pray you'd flood this place. Hungry hearts and open hearts. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let your presence be felt. Lord, I pray for healing. Just real quick, we're going to be done in about two minutes. But some of you may have had a notion of holiness that is based on religion and control. And God is breaking that. And he's saying it's based on security, relationship and the finished work of Christ. Holiness is not your work. It's my work. Some of you don't know what it means to be in family. And God is going to show you by the wonderful power of the Spirit. He's going to heal your heart. He's going to heal relationships and ideas of uh, earthly parents, earthly fathers. And finally, God is inviting a couple of people, specifically, all of us, a couple of people specifically to say, why don't you take down the walls in your life about what I want to be a part of. And God's saying, I want you to be part, I want to be part of your everyday. Even if you don't feel like you could pray or all the time or anything, you just I just want to be present in your life. And God, we thank you for that. God, our identity is in you. We take ourselves like that cup of water and we drop in the ocean of your goodness and your love and your security. And we thank you for that. In the name of Jesus. The mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Next week we're going to continue with the the next four of those uh, verbs, action words in this first part of Ephesians chapter 1. I encourage you, this week find a friend. Talk to them about the message. Maybe some of you are in a group, but send someone a text. Someone that you know and say, hey, let's keep on this journey together of defining and redefining who we are based on the finished work of Jesus Christ. And that's going to do us a lot of good. Really good. So uh, right now we're going to open up this part of the church just for some prayer for a couple of minutes. And then today we're going to share some um, morning tea together. Today's a little bit different. We are going to be serving from the back table So uh, please go and uh, jump in there. And I think we've also got some special iced tea as it's getting, uh, getting warmer. God bless you. Look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about City Lights Church at www.citylights.community.